In this episode of the Deal Room podcast, we are talking about Ted Egan, who managed to achieve an $830 million exit. So buckle in, this is a very interesting episode, even if I do say so myself. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here, and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we have on the show the fabulous Charles Fairley from Purpose Publishing, the publisher of the fabulous series, Unsung Business Heroes. Charles, welcome onto the Deal Room Podcast. Hi, Joanna. How are you going? I am absolutely fabulous and I'm really excited to have you here today talking all about uh, the fabulous story of Ted Egan who sold his business for $830 million and you have just recently told me this is actually US dollars. So that's just blown my mind. Holy dooly, tell us all about the story. I want to know about this one. I think we'd all like to know how he did it. (laughs) Yeah, how did he do it? How did he do it? (laughs) Share the story. There's no secret recipe, unfortunately. It's just hard work and uh, yeah. no, no such thing as an overnight success, of course. But he's got a great story, Ted. He, he grew up on a sheep farm literally at the back of Burke in a very small little town. You know, it's one of those classic stories where there's 30 kids in the school between years 1 to 12 kind of thing. So wow. he's really come from you know a farming regional background. And then he joined the Navy. He was in submarines for about 10, 11 years, which is kind of from one extreme to the other, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but he wanted to see the world and that was his way of doing it. And water and, probably by then. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but he eventually found his way into a business that he had a couple of other businesses prior to this that were uh, in software and protection for kids on the internet and that kind of thing. And then he met a, his partner who was more the technical you know, software writer kind of side. Ted's more the account management business development person. And even today, he's still running around the world on planes seeing banks because banks are their main clients. What, what they developed was a, an algorithm or a piece of software that prevents or predicts fraud in a banking transaction. So wow. he's got a thousand banking clients around the world that started out from a spare bedroom at one of their parents' homes about 12 or 15 years ago. And as you said, it sold recently to a global company called LexisNexis, who actually does a lot in the legal space. They do. And they paid $830 million. Now, Ted didn't um, have the full share of that. He's still got a large percentage of it, but it had been diluted down over the years. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he's a very happy man, uh, Ted. I can imagine. And can you tell me, I'd like to hear a little bit about what he's doing now because this is something that really intrigues me. I love to hear what business owners do after after they sell. And in fact, I keep in contact with most of our clients after they sell because I just love to hear the stories of what they do next. So tell us, what is Ted doing today? Well, he's still working for the company. He's still running around ah. on planes and doing the BDM role, but definitely with a different outlook and a different attitude to the business. So And a different bank balance. <laughs> different bank balance, exactly. But he's actually setting up a foundation for kids, so he's giving back, which is great to see. 
Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to help kids who grew up in a similar situation and circumstance to him that might not have had the, the same privileges and the same opportunities. So he's really giving back. Um, you know, he's set up a family bursary that goes through Duke of Edinburgh and he's very uh, involved with that. So started this year, he's giving back to school kids right around Australia, particularly with a focus on the outback, which is, you know, great to see. I love it. I love it. And do you have, I mean, do, did Ted share with you any sort of insights that might be interesting to our audience about either how, how he got there, how he made it to build such a big, solid business that clearly was so valuable at exit or maybe any issues he dealt with along the way? Well, I think it's been a combination of knowing the right people, getting the right advice and and really just, as I said earlier, the hard graft and the hard yards in terms of getting on a plane and flying in to see people and doing the face-to-face meetings. And, in fact, that they were in New York when the, the GFC hit. They were actually visiting banks, Bank of America and Wachovia and all those uh, massive banks that were involved with, uh, you know, Northern Rock in the UK, which was the catalyst behind all the GFC happening. So wow. he was right in the heart of all that on the site when it was all happening. So it would have been amazing to witness that. I think it is really just having the determination to know what you've got is a good offering and really just get out there, do the legwork, spend the time. Face-to-face is so much better than, you know, falling back to the old email or phone call. You've got to really get and see people, get to know them, build the relationships, capitalise on that, I think, was where Ted's success came from. Mm. It's interesting. I I find we're probably digressing slightly here, but I um I actually grew up originally in the country. I grew up in a place called Wagga Wagga, and and then we moved to a coastal town called Port. So good, they named it twice. That, that's exactly right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I, I often find that it's a country town thing. And, and Wagga Wagga is a lot bigger than it sounds like uh, yeah. where Ted grew up. But it really is quite funny. I, I can often pick someone who's from, you know, original country up because there's a certain openness and a f- certain focus on connections and relationships. And I'm not at all yeah. saying that people who grow up in the city can't be the same way, but it just time and time again I find there's a certain openness and connection in people who've, who've grown it's up. It's isn't it? It's so, yeah. I sort of put that to Ted because he's, he, he isn't name-dropping, but he actually got to meet people like Fred Hollows and Mama, mm. Mother Teresa and... Mm. Um, later in business he worked with John Singleton and he wasn't afraid to talk to those people which I found fascinating because I get a bit intimidated when I talk to um, you know exceptional people and important people Uh, but but Ted really um, makes them feel comfortable but also proves that he's got a lot to offer as well so they they relate Mm. to him and they relax around him too so it's really interesting it's a real skill I think that not a lot of people have and as you say people from the country you know, they are very straightforward, There's mm. you know, very transparent, very authentic, aren't they? Authentic. It's the authenticity, yeah, 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 yeah. And almost that openness, not really caring so much, I think, what people think. I think maybe that's yeah. an element uh, as well. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. But it's um, just, you know, just as you were talking about Ted's background, it just sort of made me reflect on that element that I've started to notice recently. So it's interesting you have too. There you go. <laughs> I, think, I think also it's that need to be innovative and the need to reinvent and the need to, you know, be adaptive that in the country you have to do that otherwise you won't survive. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. part 
because Australia's sort of built on that whole ethos and philosophy, isn't it? And yeah. and with Ted, I noticed in his story, he's he's been very good at pivoting or or adapting in his business. So originally, this whole concept was aimed at consumers, and you know, you click on the bit of software and it protected your bank account or whatever. But you know, that was going to be a really slow grind to find the new consumers, and you know, mass media is expensive, and they had the wrong business model. That when they found a champion who ran a small credit union, that was the first B two B sort of relationship they built. And from there, it just grew and they got some good, good PR in corporate industry wow. magazines and that sort of thing. So it was that ability to pivot, use the same concept, use the same technology, but to put it to a different market that really was a turning point for them, I think. Wow. And so it's that, I guess, sometimes also that creativity and approach. I, I love it. What a great story. Absolutely love it, Charles. So yeah. tell me, tell our audience a, a little bit about the book because I think it's a very interesting book for business owners to record a bit of their legacy. I, I guess this is something sure. that we talked about in one of the past podcasts that we've recorded together. And anyone who's interested in hearing more about this book, Charles will tell you how, how to find out about it. But you can also pop over to our sister podcast, Talking Law, and look out for the episode uh, where I talked to Charles about the book. But Charles, maybe if you can give our listeners a bit of a background. Obviously, Ted, saw in this book the chance to communicate something that he had felt like he hadn't had the chance to communicate before. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, I mean, people get involved and, and we, we find people want to be in the book for different reasons. So someone to leave a legacy and record their story, maybe uh, for their grandkids even, you know, the next generations to come. Others uh, see it as a bit of a marketing device, I guess, because they're, they're really humanising their business by sharing the story in more details and you know, so everyone's got a different motivation. But what we're trying to do is just help people share their story. It's kind of a crowdfunded sort of concept because people share in the production cost, but it's not like producing a whole book for your own business, which would be very expensive. So mm. we put 50 people on, in the one book and it, it works really well. Mm, I love it. And it's such a beautiful book at the risk of repeating myself. I know I've said this before, but it's just such a tactile book. It's really big and heavy and, and just beautiful. The pages are beautiful. I was in an accounting firm yesterday and it was just sitting there and I just felt the need to touch it. I thought it was quite funny because I was speaking to you today, but um, it's a beautiful yeah. book. Yeah, we've realised that you've got to produce a quality item, otherwise you'd you know, we're, we're dealing with other people's images. We have to present the, the proper way and, you know, you don't get a first impression at that. Uh, you don't get a second chance, rather, at first impression, I should say. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> an interesting little story. When I was printing the book, we got an email from the – we had it printed in China and we got an email from them saying that they weren't happy about a couple of things in the book and they wouldn't let us print it in China. <gasps> I, I thought the job had been done and it was all underway and I've actually taken the family away on holiday in January and thinking that all the – Deadlines had been met and everything was done and dusted, but I got this very short email saying there's some issues and nearly fell off my chair. And <laughs> I've since found out that the Chinese read and censor everything that's ever printed in China in book formats. Wow. We had to delete any mention of Taiwan as a separate country. We couldn't mention the Cultural Revolution. We also learned that they don't like it if you mention Mao Zedong or uh, Tiananmen Square, for example. So they're uh, big brothers, really alive. Someone had read through this whole book. <laughs> I 
they'd probably scan it and look have a they'd probably have a keyword search of something. Right. Sort. Okay, that makes more sense. Right. It's 20,000 words, so I don't think they're going to read right through. Right, 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 right. But it's just, no, I was flabbergasted at that. That is incredible. It. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah, I seem to find a Herald article about it too, so it's definitely a very common occurrence. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? But yeah. in the end, you were able to resolve it. It, it got out. Yeah. <laughs> we made a couple of quick edits and we were held up only for 24 hours and we get 10,000 books printed. So about four weeks later, we had 25 pallets of books arrive and Wow. Uh, we had our book launch in March with a, a full room of about 120 people. So we had all the people interviewed in the book plus their partners and business people and that was a fantastic celebration of their, their really interesting stories. They're an wow. inspiration, all of them. Oh, look. Um, so I, I think you're looking at Series 3 now, is that right? So you're, um, you're looking yeah. for authors. Yeah, we've been really, you know, had some really positive feedback and we actually had Scott Morrison launch the first book for us back when he was still treasurer. Wow. And in his speech he said, you know, there's hundreds, even thousands of great business heroes out there and that sort of spurned me on to think, well, everyone needs to tell their story and it could yeah. be a great big story, it could be a little story but it has a lot of inspiration behind it. So yeah. I think everyone connects and engages and, you know, through their story, it's a great vehicle uh, if we can help them share that with the wider world. Mm. And do you know what, I, I mean, as we're talking, I'm just sort of thinking as well about this as being a legacy for business owners after they've sold their business because what, what quite often happens at the point of exit for business owners is they get this pull whether or not it's just before uh, yeah. a sale completes or, or perhaps sometimes afterwards where suddenly they have this sort of almost mourning the loss of this sure. this thing that yeah. was such Very a large part of their life. It is, it really is emotional. I think as an advisor, you really have to be switched into that as a reality because it, it can impact a deal as well. So understanding that helps you deal with some of the issues that can come along uh, along the way. But in relation to this book, I just, you, you know, maybe maybe it's such a great idea for advisors out there to, I, I know I will actually be mentioning this to business owners who are selling a business that they have a really strong emotional connection with, as this sure. is being a way for them to record that path that they've, you know, charted over time and the yeah. creation of the business and the story and perhaps then also the exit. In fact, being in the book can help with the sale of the business in a way. Um, people are uh, quite impressed if it looks uh, that you've been in, interviewed because you've got a lot to contribute and a lot to add. So yeah. we had a, a chap in Melbourne who sold 75% of his business and, I mean, I don't take full credit for it, but he certainly showed the book to the, that was part of the presentation about the business. Um, so, yeah, definitely wow. goes towards that, which is terrific. But we do more than just the book. We do one interview, but we create video, podcasts, do all the photography and the book itself at the same time. So we try to impact on people as little as um, as need be, but we get a great story from them and we publish that in various formats. So there's a YouTube channel. We've had almost 25,000 views on that and the book, as I say, we've had two series of that, both printing 10,000 copies. So wow. it's building some really good numbers out there, which is very gratifying for me. Wow, that's fabulous. You're doing such a great job, Charles. I just love the whole concept of what you're doing. I, I really do because I am just so passionate about business. I'm passionate about business owners that have made it through, you know, the highs and lows because by goodness, there's a lot of lows as well as highs in business. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're sharing those as well. So definitely, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of kicks in the head as people say, or kicks in the guts before yeah. you get to it. 
the big yeah. payoff at the end. Certainly. Exactly, but, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes the journey is the payoff, but it's lovely yeah. that you're giving people the way to record this journey because, you. It, you, you know, people should be proud of the businesses that they've built. It's no easy task and I think it's just beautiful to be able to give voice to it. Thanks, Joe, and I really appreciate your interest and being able to share my story with you. It's, you know, I, I, feel, I feel very privileged to be able to sit down with these people and for them to share what they've been through and, you know, a lot of it's personal and sometimes quite intimate and people end up the session in tears because they're, mm. they're sort of purging themselves a bit or they're sharing their story on a very personal level and, as yeah. I say, I feel very privileged about that. And Charles, you're just such a lovely person as well. I um, I, I, I recall you know you meeting too. you. Just oh, that's so sweet. It's a loving. I love it. But um, you know, I just think some people you meet and you just have an immediate feeling that they're uh, you, you know, there's a lot of depth. I just feel like there's a lot of depth to you, Charles. I oh, think you're doing you. so an amazing thing. <laughs> so I tell you what we'll do. We will put links through in our show notes to Charles and the Unsung Business. Heroes. So the website is also unsungbusinessheroes.com.au. If you feel you might be one of these business owners that would really like to leave your legacy in print and in video and all of these other ways that Charles captures these remarkable stories, then um, head through to our show notes and just click through to uh, Charles. And of course, there you'll be able to get links through to all of the um, past two series. So you can get yourself a book or or have a look at some of the, the stories that um, he's got on the website or his YouTube channel as well. Charles, thank you so much for coming on board the program. Any parting oh, words, you. anything you want to leave our listeners with? I just want to say to anyone in business that they're doing a great job and keep going, persevere, and the payoff will be there at the end, I'm sure. But I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners through this great podcast series too. I, I think it's a valuable addition to... Um, sharing the knowledge out there and you know people get a lot out of it so you're doing a great job brilliant thank you charles thank you well look you have a fabulous day you too joanna okay okay talk soon bye well that's it for this episode of the deal room podcast if you'd like more information about this podcast episode then head over to our website at the deal room podcast There you'll be able to get in contact with Charles at unsungbusinessheroes.com.au. You'll also be able to hit Charles up on any of his social media platforms. And of course, there you'll also find details of how to contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal if you or your clients would like to discuss any legal aspects of sales or acquisitions. We, of course, are specialists in this area and we love working in this area. So we'd love to chat to you if you're gearing up for sale or gearing up for an acquisition, or if you have clients who are selling or acquiring. Well, look, I just wanted to say a very big thank you to you for listening into today's episode. I actually really enjoyed this discussion with Charles. Of course, I always enjoy uh, my discussions with our guests. We have some really interesting people on board this show, but I really love this concept that uh, business owners have a way to record the history of the growth of their business and the sale of their business. Generally, I find in talking to clients that there's a lot of really interesting stories. And I think from an 
position of sitting as an advisor, it's really great for us to be able to hear some of those stories as well. So if you're interested in some of those stories, maybe you might want to check out the book as well and give it a read. Well, look, that's it. I'm really interested at the moment in working out what content you, the listener, would like to hear because really these podcasts are all about you. I don't do it just to chat myself, although I must say I do quite enjoy the discussions that we have with our guests. But the real reason for it is to provide information to you, our listening audience. So please tell me what it is that you want to hear and I'll make sure we work ourselves around that. So to do that, all you have to do is head over to our website, aspectlegal.com.au, head over to the contact page and you can uh, send us a message through there. Or if it's easier for you, just pop us an email at podcasts at aspectlegal.com.au. Give us your feedback, good or bad. We want to hear it all and we'd love to hear what you'd like to hear. Thanks again for listening in. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, you better get on over to that podcast player and hit subscribe. And thanks for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast very proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 